Wrestling with Theology is a weekly Bible study that seeks to equip you to wrestle with the theologies that surround us in our everyday life. Through these studies, your faith in Christ will be strengthened through the Scriptures and the Lutheran Confessions. Join Pastor Minton for these next few minutes as he helps you get ready to wrestle with theology. Wonderful episode of Wrestling with Theology. I am Pastor Doug Minton, here today with Pro Wrestling America's first card to let you see what happens in a wrestling promotion so that they can go from one place to the next and have the storyline continue to unfold. Today's card is just going to have the tournaments for the World Heavyweight title and the World Tag Team titles. So you'll see a lot of names come up over and over again as they advance through the one-day tournaments. So I just want to run through the seeding once again for the tournaments. First with the World Tag Team Tournament. The number one seed are the Moondogs, Spot and Spike. The number two seed is Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown. Both of these teams will receive first round buys. Number three seed was Electric Gentleman, the combination of Mr. Electricity Steve Regal and Gentleman's Chris Adams. Number four is the dangerous duo of Shane Douglas and Fallen Angel Christopher Daniel. Number five seed is the Red Lords, Amazing Red and Lord Zoltan. And number six, the combination of Eddie and Doug Gilbert. In the World Heavyweight Title Tournament, the number one seed is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number two is Jerry the King Lawler. Number three, Kurt Henning. Number four, The Undertaker. Number five, Terry Funk. And number six, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniel. So depending on how well he does in all the matches, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels could actually have four or five matches. You have to wait for the card to unfold to see just exactly how many matches he does have. So to set the stage, we are at the Target Center in Minneapolis. This is one of our anchor spots and the beginning of our rotation through the upper Midwest that covers Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, not necessarily in that order, uh, but also takes in the Dakotas as well. So really a whole lot of the old AWA territory. So as we get ready for this card, we look at all the different combinations that could possibly happen with these tournaments. I mean, you get the first round of matches where the Red Lords face the Dangerous Duo and the Electric Gentlemen face the Gilbert Brothers. These can be very dynamic confrontations because of the people involved. Now, I do believe that Eddie Gilbert had some dealings with Mr. Electricity Steve Regal. I know we did with Chris Adams when they were both in Memphis. So that's always leading to some sparks. But now with the World Heavyweight title first round matches, I don't believe there's really much interaction between any of these guys because by the time Christopher Daniels comes in and becomes a mainstay outside of NWA Wildside, Kurt Henning's already dead. And if there is an Undertaker-Terry Funk match out there, 
Somebody please find it for me and send me the video link because I would love to see that match. As we begin the tournaments, as in traditional tag team wrestling from the territory days, normal tag team matches have a time limit of 20 minutes because there are twice as many people involved as in a regular singles match, which would have a typical 10-minute time limit. So the first round tag team matches will have a 20-minute time limit. The uh, second round will have 30-minute time limit, and then the title match will have a 45-minute time limit. On the singles side, in the World Heavyweight Title Tournament, we'll have 15 minutes for the first round, 30 minutes for the semifinals, and then an hour-long time limit for the title match. So let's get into this tournament for the World Tag Team title. First match on the card is the Dangerous Duo facing the Red Lords. And the Dangerous Duo dominated Amazing Red for the most of this 20-minute time limit match. When Amazing Red was finally able to make the tag to Lord Zoltan, he took control and earned the pinfall over Douglas in a time of 8 minutes and 14 seconds. In the next match, you have the Electric Gentlemen facing the Gilbert Brothers. It's a very even match between these two teams. Chris Adams got the pinfall after a super kick on Eddie Gilbert at 12 minutes and 7 seconds. So take a break from the tag team tournament because this is one I always did. If I had multiple tournaments going on, I did one round in one, then had the round in the other one so I could go back and forth so that there was hopefully not a whole lot of time where you had to deal with a person having to fight multiple matches in a row. Unless, of course, I did a gauntlet, which may show up more than once in the coming months regarding anything in Pro Wrestling America. So match number three on the card, you have Kurt Henning facing Christopher Daniels. And these two had a wonderful match, almost going to the full 15-minute time limit. Both got several near falls before Henning finally hit a fisherman's suplex. Albano came into the ring trying to save his protege in Christopher Daniels and caused a disqualification at 13 minutes and 24 seconds. Now the next match, Terry Funk versus Undertaker. Again, as I said earlier, if there is a match between these two guys as the Undertaker and Terry Funk, I'm sure there's probably one of Terry Funk and like Mean Mark Callis or something from WCW before when uh, Callis was part of the skyscrapers, but no, it really needs to have the Undertaker gimmick in there and not the Chainsaw Charlie gimmick for Terry Funk. But anyway, in this 15-minute match, it was a battle that bordered on the brink of disqualification numerous times. Funk finally emerged victorious when Bobby Heenan gave him the branding iron to choke the Undertaker. Skandar Akbar tried to point it out, but Heenan was able to keep the referee's attention. After weakening Undertaker, Funk got the pinfall after a pile driver at 11 minutes and 44 seconds. So now we have the first round of both tournaments being done, and we have the semifinals of both tournaments set up. So we have Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown facing off against the Electric Gentlemen, and the Moondogs facing off against the Red Lords in the World Tag Team Tournament. In the World Heavyweight Tournament, you have Jerry Lawler versus Kurt Henning. Series of great matches between those two over the AWA World Heavyweight title back in the day. The other semifinal match is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Terry Funk. Again, another great match is 
if they had one, which I highly doubt because Funk was basically on his last legs of his career when Stone Cold became the dominant figure, that would be an awesome match to see as well. Now we get into match number five on the card. Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown versus the Electric Gentleman. 30-minute time limit match. But Parsons and Adams fought the bulk of this quick match. Adams went for a super kick on Brickhouse Brown when he came in, but Brown moved out of the way. Adams connected with his own partner. Parsons took advantage to roll up Adams for the pin. That was in 7 minutes and 3 seconds. Match number 6. Number 1 seed Moondogs versus the 5th seed Red Lords. And the Moondogs dominated this match. As anybody who has seen the Moondogs and anyone who has seen Amazing Red and Lord Zoltan, the Moondogs had probably 200, no, probably 150 pounds on each of them. So this was a typical Moondog slaughter as they just kept the Red Lords grounded and Spot pinned Red for the victory in 8 minutes 52 seconds. So now we move to the semifinals of the World Heavyweight title. First match, 30-minute time limit, Jerry the King Lawler versus Kurt Henning. And this was a brilliantly fought match. As it neared the end of the 30-minute time limit, Lawler took matters into his own hands and threw a fireball in Henning's face to roll him up for the pin in 29 minutes, 36 seconds. Match number eight. Here's where the booking comes in. And here's how the storylines start to flow. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Terry Funk. 30-minute time limit. Another brilliant match, but it was cut short by interference. Austin nailed Funk with the stunner, but Funk kicked out. As Funk crawled over to the ropes to pull himself up as Austin was ready for another stunner, Lawler ran down to the ring and threw a fireball into Funk's face, earning the disqualification giving Funk the win over Austin by disqualification in 18 minutes, 44 seconds. Why would he do this? Why would Lawler interfere in this match? Well, Lawler has the opportunity, as the one who had defeated Kurt Henning, and he's in the title match, to pick who he wants to face. And quite honestly, if you look back at Lawler and his career, he would probably say, that he would have a better chance against Terry Funk than against Stone Cold Steve Austin. So he makes sure Funk wins. So that sets up the World Heavyweight title match. But before that, we get to match number nine on the card, the World Tag Team title match. And this would have been a wonderful match had it been done. And it might have been, because Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown had many times where they were in Memphis the Moondogs, after Rex retired, pretty much stayed in the Memphis area. World Tag Team title match. Moondogs versus Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown. This match was a major brawl. Downtown Bruno made himself known a few times on the Moondogs' behalf. Sunshine got tired of his interference and slapped him. Bruno chased her around the ring and back into the dressing room area. Iceman chased Bruno, leaving Brown to fight both Moondogs by himself. The numbers got the better of him, and Spike pinned him after Brown was completely busted open 
in a time of 32 minutes, 51 seconds. That was the first main event of the card. The second main event. Again, a booking genius on my behalf, if I can say so myself. Jerry Lawler versus Terry Funk. World heavyweight title. 60-minute time limit. The match didn't even start. We get through the introductions, and Undertaker, Kurt Henning, and Stone Cold Steve Austin all stormed the ring. And a brawl ensued until security was able to separate all of them. I come out to say that we will have a rematch of this title tournament final after the other days of tournaments are done. So there will be a rematch between Jerry Lawler and Terry Funk for the World Heavyweight title on September 9th. As I said in my introduction to PWA, don't expect to have a World Heavyweight Champion right away. Because with these six guys, it is such a volatile mix. It is truly a question as to who would I give the title to first? Because I don't want to fall into the trap that Lawler had with Jerry Jarrett and Eddie Marlin, where if you look at the Southern Heavyweight title history and then go on to the Unified World title in the USWA days, you have Lawler being like a 50-time Southern Heavyweight Champion. Because many times, the title changed hands every Monday night for months on end. Same way with the Unified World Heavyweight title. And I don't want to have that. I want to have somebody who can be that one guy to have the title for a while and then have that storyline build around them. So, what's going to happen? You have to come back and find out. But this has been the first card for Pro Wrestling America. If you have comments about what you would rather have seen in some of the matches, send me an email, wrestlingwiththeology at gmail.com. Let me know. A comment on the Wrestling With Theology Facebook page. Uh, let me know you're listening and let me know your thoughts. Because if you think this is completely crazy and I should have done it a whole different way, well, that's well, A, that's your opinion. And this is my wrestling league, so... You can deal with it, but I am always open to listening to ideas as to how things could have been done. Next week is the fifth Wednesday, so we have our fifth Wednesday wrestle extravaganza as we look at the first 17 cards for the Clash of the Champions from Jim Crockett Promotions. And there are some great cards, there are some horrible cards, and there are just cards that I don't even know why they were even bothered to go with but you know if i went back through again as i do on green friday wrestling and get into these years and see the progression up to the clash of the champions and the storylines going through maybe i'll get it but some of them it's like well we have the time slot available we've got to figure out something to put in there and so but we'll get into those uh next week as i said you know, we will have first 17 cards which cover March 1988 to November of 91. Some great moments in there, which is one of the reasons why after I got stuck with my subscription to the WWE Network, I kept it going. I was willing to pay the money because I then went through, I think I went back and watched the first 25 Clash of the Champions. And that was a couple of years ago, so I'm having to remember some of these, but also looking through the results and some of the videos. So we'll have that next week, and then we'll get back into the confutation, finish that up the beginning of August, 
so that we can then go into the Apology of the Augsburg Confession on the Confessional Corner. So that's all what's coming up. I hope you enjoyed this. This is Pastor Doug Minton, wishing you God's richest blessings as you wrestle with theology this week. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions or comments about what you have heard on Wrestling with Theology, send an email to wrestlingwiththeology at gmail.com. If you have enjoyed this podcast, make sure you have subscribed so it will show up automatically on your podcast app. Please also share the podcast so that more may be equipped to wrestle with theology.